reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and to beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am he. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to them, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to him, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, Is this your son who says, who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, Where did he, what, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want me to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You were that man's disciple. We are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, That is what is so amazing, 
that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that he had been thrown, that he had thrown, been thrown out, he found him and said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying we see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. So you notice I am in a rose-colored chasuble this morning because it is Laetare Sunday. Laetare Sunday comes from the first two words of the opening antiphon, Laetare Jerusalem, rejoice Jerusalem. So on this, this Rejoice Sunday, we gather together, we wear pink vestments, and though it is Lent, we take time to rejoice. Now, some of you may be thinking, this is a bad joke. That here, in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of the troubles we are facing, that you're telling me to rejoice? This is a difficult time. Jesus makes a comment in the Gospel that there is a time coming when it will be dark and no one will be able to work. And you may think, this time is upon us now. This certainly is a dark time. It's, it's a crisis the likes of which we have never seen in our lifetime. I'm not sure we've seen a crisis of this magnitude since this nation was born over 200 years ago. This indeed is a dark time. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he also said, you are the light of the world. St. Paul references that in the second reading we had today from Ephesians, when St. Paul says, we are children of light, and the works of light are goodness and righteousness and truth. In this dark time, when so many are afraid, we have an opportunity to be light in a very special way, more so than we generally do. Because so often in people's lives, there's so much they can do. There's so many distractions. They're focused on the things of this world. And it is so hard to reach them with the message of God's love, of God's mercy, and God's truth. But now, people's lives are shaken. 
and they need the people of God to bring light to them, to bring courage, to bring faith. This is a time when we can reach those who are filled with fear and say there is hope, there is faith, and there is courage for those who follow God. Because as we read in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord walks with us. There is no need to be afraid. And surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And when the time comes, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So there is nothing for us to fear. As we go through this life, we walk with the Lord in goodness and mercy. And when the time comes, none of us know when that's going to be, but we all know it is going to come. When that time comes, that we end this life, then we go to live in the house of the Lord forever. So there is nothing that we need to fear. What are some of the ways we can be light in our world? One of the ways is we can be light is to pray, to pray especially for our medical workers who are on the front lines of this world, of this war, and are all in danger and in risk because of this virus that is beginning to spread through our country. We should always remember to pray for them daily. Pray for those who contract this disease so that they can be healed, they can be restored. And indeed, the, the vast majority are healed. But let us continue to pray. Prayer is certainly a way we can be light in the world. Here's something else from the gospel message that, that Jesus gave us. This man who was born blind was born in great darkness. He lived in a time when there was no work for someone who was blind. The Americans for Disabilities Act had not been passed yet, and there was nothing for him to do. So all he could do was beg. So each morning he woke up in darkness. He found his way to his little spot, and there he sat and begged. Every day was the same, except for one day he encountered Jesus in a profound and miraculous way and the man who was born blind was given his sight he could see he saw the light for the first time in his life he went to the pool of Siloam and he washed his eyes and he could see but he had not seen Jesus he was still blind when Jesus anointed his eyes with the clay and then when he was thrown out of the synagogue, Jesus came and found him so that he could see him. The man could see Jesus. He could look into his loving eyes and know the presence of his Lord. Every day, we can do the same thing. In our time of prayer and meditation, we can close our eyes and form in our imagination the Jesus that we know, the Jesus we see. And it may be different for each of us. I, I tend to see Jesus standing and teaching the, the multitudes, perhaps standing by the Sea of Galilee as those gathered around him, and he would teach them. 
Perhaps you see Jesus sitting with children on his lap, lap chuckling and laughing and saying, unless you humble yourself like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Perhaps you see him kneeling in Gethsemane, submitting to the will of his Father, though it would cost him his life. Or perhaps you see him hanging on the cross, taking your sins, your guilt, your shame, and your fear, and nailing it to the cross so that he could be resurrected in glory and all that that you gave to him on the cross will be taken away. But every day we can stop for that moment, close our eyes, and see Jesus and hear what Jesus has to say to us for that day. He said to the man, go to Siloam, which means sent, and he may have a place he is sending us. And if we take that time to see him, then we can hear his voice. Back when I was a Methabapticostal, we used to sing a song. It's a very simple song, and it goes like this. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him and say that I love him. Open my ears, Lord, and help me to listen. Open my eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus. Every day, if we take that moment just to close our eyes and form in our imaginations that Jesus that we, that we are looking for, we can see him in our spirits. God in his spirit can touch us so that we can see him. You see, we're all born blind. We're all born unable to see the mercy of God at work in our lives. We need that touch from the Holy Spirit to be able to see Jesus. Pray each day that you can see Jesus, hear his voice, that you can know his call for you this day and wherever he is sending you, whatever he is sending you to do, whether it is to your closet to pray or to minister in some way or another to the people you come in contact with. And I realize that's few right now. But we can always pick up the phone. We can reach people. We can share the love of Jesus. Whatever, wherever he is sending you, see Jesus, hear his voice, and go in faith and in courage. For the Lord walks with us.